2: My fellow DDP Yoga oh, Warriors, what is happening? It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. right here at DDP Radio, live at ddpradio.com. Um, for those of you who do not know that we have a show tonight, we had taken when, uh, last week off because uh, it was a certain uh, national holiday in Canada. Of course, we're talking about uh, the birthday the birth of uh, the Canadian's Finest, the finest DDP Ogle Warrior. Of course, we're talking about Crystal Stewart. How was your birthday? Uh,
0: it was wonderful, and it didn't even snow, so that's a bonus.
2: <laughs> well, that's, yes. a, that's you know that's a plus. It's July, so it's around that time where things start to ease up up there. I've heard. <laughs> well,
1: um, um, just, just a, a little. Watching,
2: <laughs> I was watching Ooh. How I Met Your Mother, which I have to admit, that's where I steal all my best Canadian jokes for Crystal. Um, but, there you It uh, was the one where, where they discovered that Robin was a Canadian pop teen idol when she was younger <laughs> and used to do tours of the malls, and they're looking at her outfits and she and they're like, why are you dressed like so eighties? This looks like like mid nineties. And she goes, oh, the eighties didn't come to Canada until nineteen ninety three. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we still uh, went but, but, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hey, I, I, whatever, whatever floats your boat.
0: <laughs> right <laughs> um,
2: But uh, we, got a, we got a fun show tonight We got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about We're going to go over the retreat And like I was saying If you did not know that we were on live tonight Because we were not on live last week And my bad I did really bad With trying to do production for the show tonight And some promotion um, It was one of those days Where I was just It was one of those days I was feeling, you know, tired I'm overtired. I have been, you know, lots of going on Just go, go, go The past few days I had a little bit of a stomach ache So I kind of dozed off on the couch, and it was one of those lazy days where you didn't realize you didn't get anything done until it was time to, like, you know, get stuff done. And uh, so I didn't get much promotion done. So if you're listening to this, shoot a tweet out to your friends. Shoot a Facebook uh, post out. If you're out there live listening, let people know they're live because that's what we do here. We're the community gathering place once a week, GDPradio.com. Um And uh, along with the Team GDP Yoga site, which Crystal maintains so uh, flawlessly – Uh, We have a great community of people, and this is kind of our uh, our hang on Wednesday night, so let people know that we are here. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, or you can listen live right now if you're listening. You're listening live. If you're listening to this tomorrow, which you can't put a time stamp on this because we're live and then we're taped, so if you're listening to this, just listen to us any way you want it. That's the way you need it any way you want it. All right. Enough (laughs) of that nonsense. Um, But...
0: uh, (laughs)
2: Um, and not nonsense. We like we said, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got some, some cool stuff, some fun stuff, some heavy stuff, a lot of cool stuff we're gonna be talking about. And uh first things first we're gonna get this out of the way. Um I guess this will be like the the, the DMZ, the like the T M Z version of D D P Yoga. Uh, I heard the retreat <laughs> went awesome. I heard that yeah. nineteen women proposed to Dave Orth over the weekends. <laughs> and uh, and uh I heard I heard it was crazy. I heard Kid Crazy sold out the karaoke hall. Well, Jason Richards, shout out. Um, and I heard it was awesome. Everyone looked like they had a great time. And you're yeah. in paradise with all these GDPR the warriors. Tell me, Crystal, how if it's if you can't have a great time in that situation, then that's on you.
0: Man, I don't know how you don't have a great time. I mean, it just looks like so much fun. And, I mean, there's so many people that go, oh, man, it's hard not to be envious.
2: Yeah, it is uh, it is a hell of a time, and uh, we'll all get there eventually. Uh, if you guys haven't gotten there yet, or if you have gotten there and taken a couple years off or a year off like I have, um, make it a point to get there next year. It really is not just a blast, not just a, an amazing weekend with some great people, with GDP himself and whatever guest decides to tag along that year. Uh, last time I went, Dustin Rhodes just showed up randomly. No one knew he was coming, he just showed up to hang out with his, with his wife, and You never know who's going to show up, but not just that, but it is such a reboot for people who have found themselves in a little bit of a rut. You get in paradise for for five or six days with DDP and those amazing uh, stories and those amazing people, and and it's hard to come out of that or not rejuvenated and re-energized.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, Like-minded people. Yes, uh, we're all crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: we are. Um, If you did go to the retreat and you want to check in and give us a call, 347-994-1216, let us know what's up. Um, If you have any uh, questions, concerns, celebrations, you struggle a little bit, anything you need to bring up to the panel, let us know, 347-994-1216. And if you uh, would like to just swoon over my my boyish good looks, uh, you can also call (laughs) 347-994-1216, and I will indulge – your uh descriptive and, and in praise uh toss over me. Um Um anyways, this is this is this is the mood I'm in today. This is what you guys are, are still hanging on for for the rest of you that are still here. Um Crystal I wanna yes. bring this up to you. Uh, you had your birthday last week. You uh turned I, I don't know if you're willing you want to go there, but you another year old No.
0: Twenty
2: three again? Who knew? <laughs> twenty twenty three
0: again?
2: Wow. Yeah, who knew? Jeez, a, you know, in, I remember there was this. We were looking at one of those like pop singers, like Selena Gomez or something, on TV recently the other day, and uh, Katie and I were watching, and I'm like, oh, she looks, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a guy, so you make your comments. And, and you're like, she said to me, she goes. You, you're old enough to be her father. And then I'm like, I am not (laughs) old enough to, oh, my God. (laughs) It's just, like, horrifying. (laughs) Jamal Like, the age thing creeps up on you, and especially when, and I'm not going to say I'm old or anything, like, old, old, I'm old, but there's a certain time in your age uh, process around where I am, where you're you're turning the corner into your 40s, where the first signs of physical... uh, exhaustion on the body really start to hit you. When I was younger, I was yeah. overweight, yeah. but I could bounce back and I could run and I could be a big, you know, moving, you know, flexible fat guy. And nowadays, uh, you really start to feel the physicality of age, and it really gives yeah. you an appreciation for something like GDP yoga, where, yeah. it, you know, it, you can, you have the ability to change the way you age. And I know that nobody knows is better than, than you. And I know your health situations have forced you to kind of change the way you live on a daily basis where something like DDP yoga um, becomes a huge asset to your life.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, that whole saying too, Mike is <laughs> youth has wasted on the young and yeah, with this passing birthday, I definitely, I have a greater appreciation for that saying now, but yeah, Thank heavens for Dallas and DDP Yoga because it just keeps everything moving, and it, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'd be without it. God, honestly, God, honestly. Uh,
2: youth is wasted on me. I love that quote, and it's one of those quotes that you kind of smirk at when you're younger, but you truly learn to understand as you get older. Um, oh yeah. I, I look back to, I look back to what a little shit I was when I was a teenager, and. And my dad would so hard. Like I, I love my dad to death. Like we have a good relationship, but like he would give me like advice that would like be such good advice. And I just like pfft, swear, you don't know anything, old yep. man. You know. And and you know you look back that if you took every piece of advice that your father ever gave you, you'd probably be a trillionaire to this day. You know, they, there's something <laughs> in that parental uh, that that wisdom that comes with age that you can't understand and. You know, if I could go back and tell myself when I was 16 years old, I wouldn't because I couldn't tell that kid anyways, anything. He had all the answers and knew all knew all the answers at a young age, but <laughs> had nothing to, not a leg to stand on.
0: So when I was younger, my grandparents put, I lived with my grandparents, and they put a huge sign on my bedroom door. And it said, for sale, Sediment Psychopedias. Teenager knows everything. Uh, it's, and
2: it, I, mean, I really and was. Our, I and, it you was. you know, you look at the... Our generation, you know, uh, I, mean, I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't getting arrested. I wasn't getting in trouble. I wasn't oh, smoking. No. I wasn't doing drugs. My problem was I, my mouth. Like, I had the... I was such a smartass, and it got me in more trouble. And... It's you know who would have thought that I eventually would make a living using that same mouth, but um, <laughs> I was just
0: gonna say. So you
2: all you teachers were wrong. You said I'd never right? make anything with my smart ass mouth, <laughs> um, but it's so true. Um, you know, it's it's yeah you. But I feel bad for the, the the generation that's coming up after me because they had the internet dropped on them and people's yeah. attention spans have shifted and people's. The way life is and, and the constant, like, when I was a kid, I wasn't the coolest kid in school. I know it's hard to believe. You know, you had kids that were shitty to you, but at least I had to go home at 3 o'clock. And, like, these kids deal with this so much different circumstances surrounding their struggles. It may not be better or worse, but, you know, you don't know, but it's different. And I couldn't live as a teenager in this environment. It's really hard on them. No.
0: Kids. Yeah. You know what? It's incredibly hard for them, I think to turn the world off so they always look at me I know um I can say when my kids say to me oh my gosh like what are you doing right in this moment I said I'm turning the world off and I'm going into the dungeon to work out and they just (laughs) kind of look at me how can you do that take your phone with you no I'm not taking my phone with me I don't want my phone with me. Like it's it's a shift of, you know, turning the world off to go and find some sanity.
2: Yeah. And you know, you, it it's so it's so much harder than you expect to. Like you wouldn't think something like this like would be a pro. I watched a documentary recently, and it was you know the, the kind of about the dawn of the cell phone age. And we're gonna tie this all back into DDPO Yoga uh, in a minute. So don't think I'm just going on a tangent if you're listening for inspiration and stuff, because it really has uh, relevance. Um, but um, there was a documentary about this, you know, the people who first created the smartphones and first started to kind of bring those out, and mm-hmm. the way that our smartphones and stuff react to us is the same way, you know, we react to, you know, either sugar or, or cocaine or or, or, or pills. Yeah. Those dings, those dings that someone lights your status, that's gratification, that's reward system, is lighting up the same, you know, endorphins that you get from, you know, eating something delicious yep. or drugs so it becomes an addictive property. And, you know, I've seen people who are on social media all the time, and I'm done with Facebook, I've, I'm quitting Facebook, I'm done, and they make this big announcement, this big scene that they're exiting, and like a, like in like in an addict, like a few days later they sneak back in under the radar without saying anything because yeah. you just your body and, and your brain is so dependent on that that system of, of communication and you know we yeah. are uh, becoming more sedentary. We're becoming you know a, a lazier society. I if I'm going to take a you know. Don't your graphic. If I'm going to take a leak, I bring my phone in and I'm in there for ten minutes. It. Like it's just everything has become centered around the cell phone, and you know I don't think we really realize the effects that this is going to have long term. And I don't think our brains have evolved enough to handle this kind of constant no. But And it's going to be interesting to see how we react to this going forward.
0: Yeah, you know i I really rebel against. You know, I make a conscious effort to, Mm -hmm. you know, not be on the phone too much. Although, you know, my sister is very talkative Um, or, you know, trying to carve out some time away from the tablet or, but you and I both know we both work online. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, yeah, we're kind of driven towards this instant gratification It's it's very obsessive. I mean, you know, yeah. I try not to spend too much time on Facebook, but again, it's a conscious effort. You know, it really it's it's easy to fall into the pit.
2: We talked about the DDP yoga retreat a few days ago, and like I said, they have Wi-Fi at those things, but you really don't get a lot of text from the outside world. And if you do, there's an international plan and it costs a fortune. I can remember the most fun I've had in the past years, several years, was just leaving my cell phone in my hotel room and going out with people and having communications with a bunch of people who didn't have their cell phones. It was such a freeing, uh, you know, uh, moment. But as soon as you got back at night, you hooked back up to that Wi-Fi. Like, like it's a drug. And anyone who, who tries to get a hold of me during the day knows this, and I do it. Honestly, I do it purposely, and I don't do it purposely. Um, if people text me, I will not text them back right away unless it's something important. I will not respond right away because I feel yeah. like we're expected to be constantly ready to answer wherever we are, and we're constantly. Yeah. Re- and, and no one can have a communication have, have a if someone wants to call me and have a, have a conversation, I'll be glad to have it. But if you're going to text me, I will get back to you. But it's it's that constant we have to be at everyone's disposal all the time. No, I don't want to be located. I don't want to be reachable. The people who need to reach me for something important know how to reach me. And it's, yeah. that, kind of, it's that kind of thing. And what I was going to bring this back to you, and I, I promise you I'd bring it back to you, is we have all this feedback all the time. And I don't think we're a happier culture today no. than we were before the phones. And I don't think we're necessarily in a better place as a society and I want no. to bring this back to uh we lost uh to Chester Bennington from um Lincoln Park Lincoln uh, Park. this past week uh suicide on on dave uh april um chris cornell's birthday um who had just recently yep. committed suicide and I was thinking about this and i i you know i was i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest I wasn't really super super familiar with the whole body of Lincoln park's work, but I remember uh, when I was doing radio, when I first got into radio, we uh, go to the showcase that the record label kind of showcases the latest talent they have. And Linkin Park was just touring off that big record they did, and they were kind of headlining acts. And I'm sitting there watching him with a buddy of mine, and uh, my uh, Stoney, if you're listening, which I know you're not because <laughs> you don't listen to the radio at all. Um, but uh, <laughs> Stoney and I were sitting there, and we, <laughs> we were looking at him, and I said, I said, uh, I said that kid is an amazing singer. And he goes, I know. I said, yeah, he'll be done in a year. I said, he'll be done in a year. There's no way you can maintain that kind of singing on the road for that long. His voice is going to be blown out in a year. And then 18 years later, I guess I was wrong. He, he His voice sounded amazing, and he had that kind of vocals that, like, I don't know how he possibly could have maintained that for that long. But what
0: a singer. What an amazing uh, talent. oh. I am probably at any given time. I'm one of these DDPers that works out to music all the time. It's just gotten to the point where I can pop in the workouts and I don't need to listen to what Dallas says anymore because I've memorized it. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, it's so repetitive. And Linkin Park is by far one of, I mean, my kids sing Linkin Park in the car all the time, word for word. So it yeah, the day after my birthday, it was a bit of a shock. It was a, actually yeah. it was a lot of a shock. Yeah. Yeah. It, the world's a bit darker.
2: It it, it was a very sad situation. And obviously, you know, going back and I, I read the open letter he wrote to Chris Cornell, who was obviously very close with, and he sang at Chris's funeral, um, just almost a couple yeah. weeks prior. Um, and you could tell the pain and the struggle he was going through. And I was listening to these radio guys and, um, uh, you know, Jim Norton, who was a comedian, was on there. And, who you know, if you're a comedian, I don't care what you say, you've battled depression, because if you're good at what you do at all, you, it comes from a dark place. I don't care what you yeah yeah want to put on. All comedians suffer from depression. And, and Jim Norton put the most brilliant thing on it. And um, this is actually going to tie into something we talked about earlier on, before, off the air, too. Um, Jim Norton said, when you're an artist or when you're, you're a struggling talent or a comedian or a musician or a creative person, there's this dream that you've had with you since, you know, very young, most people who are creative and successful have had the dream to do so since as long as they can remember. And in those creative people, uh, there's this idea that once I make it, once I get to this level, everything's going to be better. It's going to be happy. It's going to be what I need. It's, it's going to make everything better. And, uh, those people, you know, creative people are, are prone to suffer from depression. And uh, j- people will say, like, how, how can you be upset? Like, you've got millions of dollars, people screaming your name every night. And, and Jim said, he said, you know, think about Chester. All he wanted all these years was what he has right now. And then you go back to the hotel room, which he could say from experience, and you're lying there, and all the same feelings are there. Nothing's changed. You've just become more successful. You've got more money, different yeah. problems. But that insecurity, that Emptiness is still there, and when you expect your whole life and you work your whole life to get to a point where you are now that you assumed and you thought that that was going to be the answer to everything, and then you realize that it's still there, the problems are still there, the depression, the the, the, the drugs, you know, it's still there. It's crushing to realize that the thing you've been working for isn't the answer you've been looking for all along. Yeah.
0: It must be incredibly surreal. It, it, I I don't know. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, he's no longer with us, but, you know, it's one of those things. So I remember my dad is a psychologist, and I remember one of the smartest things he told me before I came into a teenager and I knew everything um, was that it is always essentially, poss- you know, important. It's always very, very important to never tie your happiness to a person, place, or thing. That's such yeah. a
2: great, great line. I love that.
0: Right? So you- I said, well, if that's the case, what? Do, how do I know when I'm happy? And he had said to me, you never tie it to a person, place, or thing. You tie it to your own experience.
2: That's,
0: that's fantastic. Yeah. That's so awesome. Whether, I love you know, I love, love that. Yeah. So, it's such you a know, great find. You would find a different degree of um, stability in watching the sun go down. Obviously a beautiful sunset than you would if you, because if you tie it to a person or place or a thing and something changes, I don't know. It's just, it's different then. But if you tie it to yourself, you always have yourself. You always have yourself. You might not always Um, be in the situation.
2: uh, That's, yeah, that's, that's profound. That's, I mean, I love that quote and it kind of brings us, you were talking beforehand, excuse me. I was just trying to reach for my cord because my phone is, Uh, let me check my battery here. Uh, I'm good to go. Yep. Um, uh, you would uh, talk beforehand that someone you know recently hit the big the big bucks on the lottery.
0: (laughs) Yes, uh, they did. Actually, tell us
2: the story of that. You don't have to name names, but um, that's an interesting story. And then I think this will all tie together nicely.
0: Um, sweetheart, I live in Canada. No one's going to know who this person is anyway. Um, it's a local business owner. I live in a very small micro town where everybody knows everybody knows everybody. And it's a small business owner that we know and we routinely deal with. And her husband went to check his lottery tickets. Um, I think it was the day after my birthday and hit the lottery for $5 million. Wow. Right? That's crazy. That's. You know. I, it, I'm so happy for them. <laughs> but I, you know, there is that lingering tinge of, ah, oh, man, <laughs> I wish it was me. But, you know, <laughs> it's really hard not to be happy. It, they deserve oh, it.
2: Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a huge break. And it's going to be, you know, huge for their family, which is which is wonderful. Sure. And the, but that goes yeah. right back to where we were talking about. If they depend on that to sustain their happiness, like, yes, when you're, lady. you know, when you're struggling and when, you know, uh, we've all been there. I was a struggling intern at 19 years old, working 60 hours a week for the radio station, barely yep. making enough to, you know, put food on my plate every night. And you think that, like, money is the answer. So it's always going to be the answer. And then, I, I told you beforehand that I knew a guy back in the early 2000s who used to re- promote wrestling in my the company I worked for. And anybody who is in the New England area or is familiar with his story in wrestling is going to know who I'm talking about. But I'm not going to say his name because he doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> um, but he won $66 million in the Powerball. Wow. Down here. God, that's so $66 crazy. $66 million. And first of all, that's- you'd think it was the happiest night of his life. Uh, and right? he will go on, and he will tell you it was the worst night of his life. Oh, for, really? not just not for the money. The money was great, but he said he and his wife went into a paranoia because they couldn't cash in yeah. the ticket till like the week. They were in the weekend. It was the next day. They stood around the, t- the, the, the ticket like it was some kind of enchanted. Like it was almost like a craze that went uh, over them. Well, just they were paranoid. They were paranoid against each other. They were paranoid. It was the worst night of sleep they ever had. And with lottery people, especially here in the States, I don't know if you know when it is how it is, uh if it's like down yeah. there, but there is a notorious um you know pathological pattern of people who win the lottery and within years, a couple of years maybe tops go completely broke. Um, they're living out of their means. And now he hasn't done so. He's actually done really well with his money. And, he, uh, you know, he does a lot of charity. He does a lot of stuff for the wrestling community. Um, and But, you know, suddenly you think that all of their problems would be solved. Um, meanwhile, his, his wife passes away a couple of years later. He has family members coming out of the woodworks constantly that he never knew existed. He has That's a sob so story on his table. He has a sob story on his table every day about somebody who needs this or needs that. You know, wealth is 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 something. And trust me, if I if I get to choose between putting my food on my plate and not putting food, I'm always going to put food on my plate because you know you'd rather have money than not. But that's not the key to happiness. That's not a instant. You know, everything's okay no. now. They deal with different different kind of problems, but they deal with just as many problems as you and I.
0: Right. And I think um, so. We've had this discussion here. So we were talking about the cell phone thing. So my sister has a group of friends that she works with, and she works at a bank. So she sees all kinds of, you know, people with crazy amounts of money, and and she will say to you that, you know, it's incredibly fleeting. And it's really fleeting. I mean, the happiness, if you tie your money to your happiness, it's just really... It's going to be fleeting. You're going to spend more and more and more to try and attain the feeling and the feeling has gone. There, there's just, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So we, you and I were having a discussion about, cell phones and texting, and, and my sister has this thing. When she goes out with the group of ladies from work and they go out to lunch or wherever they go, um, they all put their cell phones on the table face up, and the first one to touch their cell phone is the one that has to pay the dinner tab. That's awesome. I, so I, I love really that. And I love that
2: idea.
0: Yeah. You know what? There's the motivation not to touch your phone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's
2: amazing, and it brings us back to a place of, of you know, of humanity and, and reality, and having a conversation with somebody without being a, a screen, being a buffer. And one thing yeah. that has come positively out of technology is there is a lot of positive too. There's a lot of uh, for the future. Sure. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of. Uh, in the innovation that's coming with technology. And one of those things is the DDP Yoga community and how it's connected so many people from different backgrounds, now, uh, you know, situations and, oh. and, and classes and people. And just it's brought together so much of us. And I feel like DDP Yoga is, is based around, you know, the community is based around a computer, the Team DDP Yoga site, this radio show, the DDPYoga.com. But there's also a very real-world element to it. And I think that's sure. why people are successful, ultimately. You can't entirely exist on the Internet. And I think the people that really get successful in this program are the people who, who bond and, and motivate each other through the devices, but also have tangible, real-world connections, where they get I mean, either get on the mat together, or they get on the mat at the same time over a connection or something. And I, that's the part that scares me, is the the... the completely existing online, the lack of social communication. And I think the DDP Yoga community brings the best of both worlds. And you really realize that when when you're able to have these relationships with people via the Internet and then go to a DDP Yoga workshop and connect with our fellow DDP Yoga warriors on a human level. And I guarantee you everybody that I've met in person have become much greater bonds and much greater parts of my life through uh, DDP Yoga.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, you know, making that investment, not just in the program, but in the communities that are set up around the program. I mean, phew, I have become so close to so many amazing people. I phew, And that would have never happened if you don't just kind of make the investment to put yourself out there. It's not just another program. It's it really is a way of life.
2: Yeah, and it's hard not to sound like we're selling you something here. That's why we're telling you if you go to com, right? yeah. everybody who's on there, it, we, there's no there's no they don't take your credit card information. They don't ask for your credit card information. There's nothing that you need to do besides signing up there and nope. meeting a bunch, bunch of great people. And that's what drives success and that's what drives, you know, you know, people to to be successful, and we talked about Chester Bennington, obviously dealing with the depression, and obviously Chris Cornell, who have been going through something extremely profound at, at the time of his suicide. Uh, we talk about these tragic stories, and then we have a community of people here in the DDP Yoga you know universe that are going through some shit, and people yeah. who a lot of them have never even met before reaching out and offering a hand, you know, offering. Hey, can I help you, you know, deal with this? Text me, call me, let me know what you need. You know, I was, I told this story before, when I first got involved in the community, as we've talked about, I'm an old timer, so there was like two people here. (laughs) But um, I always, I always was kind of freaked out a little bit because, you know, anybody who's been on the internet for a certain amount of time knows that there's very seldom any decent human beings on the internet yeah. there's a lot of trolling yeah. and just bickering and fighting and name calling and I get into this Team DDP Yoga site and I'm like oh shit I've joined a cult I literally thought everyone's too nice it's too <laughs> suspicious there's no nice people on the internet there's no helpful people there's something weird going on here but it really was just genuinely decent people who get invested in your success um, as well and it's so amazing, and, I, and I, we don't talk about this enough because, you know, I'm just so used to it, and it's always been a part of my life, but you do such an amazing job on the Team DDB Yoga site and keeping it clean and keeping it swept up because we talked about there's a lot of ugliness. There's a lot of ugliness on yeah. the Internet, and it's not tolerated. You don't tolerate that on no. the site. Somebody gets mean no. or or vindictive or aggressive or, you know, mean-spirited, you know, that's not, we'll give them a warning, but that's not, that's not what we do here.
0: No, we don't. And I mean, it's not a matter of holding you down. It's a matter of lifting you up and it's not one person that's doing that. Everybody does that. I mean, Holy moly. And I mean, it really brings me back to um, Jake's documentary. Um, You know, we were talking about this whole Chester and Chris Cornell and, and just every, your history is not your destiny.
2: And it, uh, that really it's, uh, it, it really was true. It really does. And, you know, which, you, Dallas, when I first got on there, I saw Dallas himself get on there and people start being shitty or making comments about somebody be looking bad yeah. in their picture. Dallas will get right there in the comments section. goes, bro, apologize. We're not going to do that here. And he'll be the first one to toss them out if they're going to be like that because you don't need sure. that. And the reason Jake was successful and the reason why – you know, the documentary exists as it does today is because of people who are, you know, surrounding yourself in a situation where you can be decent to people, where you can have people support him. And, you know, I am a huge wrestling fan. I love the wrestling business, but the wrestling band business can breed a lot of negativity. And when you're around sure. for 40 years, you know, it wears off on you. And just putting him in an environment with someone like Dallas and, and the crew down there at the Accountability Crib was kind of the fuel that Jake needed to kind of take off on his own. He did the work, but putting him in a situation where
0: you know, yeah. he,
2: he could breathe a positive experience has made it so much more
0: uh, doable. Right. And I mean, it's really, I've said this a million times at the team site. So anybody who is listening and you, you know, been over there, you've heard me say this, um, there is a huge difference between making yourself a priority or making yourself an option. It's a huge difference. It's a, You have to make this system a priority in order for it to work for you. It can't just be an option that, you know, you do maybe once or twice a week. It's not going to work that way. You have to give it your all.
2: The priority versus option thing is so important because – An option, you know, it's like the difference of I'd like to change and I want to change. Like, there's a difference between wanting, like, sure, if someone could snap a finger and I'd be a different person I'd love, but are you willing to put the work in to do so? Are you willing to deal with the uncomfortableness that comes with completely renovating your life? And someone like Jake and anyone who's getting clean from, from drugs or pills or booze or food, you need to change the people you surround yourself with. And Sometimes that's not cool. Sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes you look like an asshole for abandoning people that have been with you for so long, but, you know, those people are kind of draining to your soul and you realize that and it may, you know, they may talk crap about you while he thinks he's better than us, but in that moment you got to do what's you for you and that's making you a priority and that's the only way people are going to be successful. You know, Jake couldn't hang out in the same circles as he was before Addicts can't go back to, to you know, the house where they were a junkie or, you know, the the, the, the alley right. where they used to buy their drugs. Like, there's just certain things you have to cut out, and it's not always fun and easy. You have to lose people along the way. But like you said, being a priority and making yourself a priority is the priority.
0: Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it really does, it's a, it's a shift, right? It's a matter of shifting your habits. You get out of bed in the morning. You go to the loo, and then you go and make yourself coffee or tea. That's habit. That's habit. So, to, and I mean, this is doing DDP yoga. It's just you got to get yourself in the habit. And I mean, it really is as easy as starting out ten minutes a day in the morning. You know, you do the wake up routine. Get, you know, just get used, get your body used to going. And then go on from there. I mean, honestly, you got to start somewhere, and we all started the exact same spot, and that's the beginning.
2: It's it's great, you know. It's so, and I get caught up sometimes. Like I try to be kind of, you know, inspirational, but like it's hard to kind of, you know, tell. We've been doing the show for so long that you try to put it different ways, and I think bringing the Chester Bennington thing up, you know, kind of was a way to make people think about. Things in a different yeah. way, while giving it kind of a, a a spin towards like you know something topical and going on right now. But you know, with you just brought up there, like I forget sometimes that there haven't people been doing this for six years. And sometimes it's worth it to just bring it back to basics and just you know bring it yeah. back to just get on the mat, just make it a routine, make it a pri- priority, make you a priority. And sometimes I try to speak in these elaborate kind of uh, depths that I think I'm, I'm kind of sounding like an intellectual asshole. But then I realized that you just got to bring it down to the basics sometime. And the basics yeah. are just do it. You know, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, you know, enjoyable yeah. at all times. There will be a hell of a lot of enjoyment there. But the enjoyment and the fun and the, and the easy is, is what happens next after you've, you know, been owning your life for a long time and, and have been doing this. since Right.
0: And you're going to have to put yourself out there. You can't stay in the same little box that you found yourself in. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. Newsflash. I mean, if you ate poorly for three years and you put on 30 pounds, it's not going to come off in a week. You know, you're going to have to make some adjustments and you're going to have to make, um, some things, some different things a priority and you're going to have to make some things an option too. So, you know, it's, it's, you have to get real with yourself. And I guess, you know, that's, that's a big part of the making it your own, I guess. Yes. I a hundred percent,
2: a hundred percent with you. Uh, Please. I got to grab this. We got a call here. Um, we're going to grab a call. Um, we got a couple calls on hold. I'm going to try to get to them because it's hard. This, The way this is set up now, it's hard to tell. And Sometimes there, there's some uh, calls that aren't really calls, so it's, I'm going to try to navigate through this um, here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, DDP Radio,
1: hello? Hello?
2: Nine nine zero eight Area Code, hello?
1: All right, how you doing? My name is Pete. I've been doing DDPY since January. Uh, I've lost radio? 38. How are you, man? I am doing well, doing well, my friends. I've lost thirty eight pounds in that time uh, probably would have done, probably would have done more if I'd been following the uh the d d p y diet as well, but my wife has some dietary restrictions as well, so we're limited on that um, I apologize if I'm rehashing anything because I literally just remembered there was radio tonight, so I've been listening for about a minute and a half but okay. I just wanted to i just wanted to remind everybody you know what you do it when you can do it. Uh, yeah, past that's two right. weeks my past weeks my job has been very 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 stressful, a lot of long hours. I've been doing red hot core about 6 times a day because it's a quick 12 minute thing that I can just do. Right. And it gets everything done. My you know, even though I've been losing the weight, I still had a bit of a belly, but my stomach's almost flat now. Yay! You got to do it when you got to do it when you can do it.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's
1: you, I'm glad, man. As 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 cliche as it is, you get out of it what you put into it.
0: Amen. It's, Thank you so much it's for such saying a good that. Point.
1: And, and you know, you talked
2: about doing it when you can do it. And you know, first of all, we can make the most grandiose plans that we we can possibly you know think of, and sometimes we'll follow through, sometimes we won't. But you know, life gets in the way. Life happens. And I've really made a point to try to control that situation myself because I feel like if it doesn't happen the way I want it, it's a loss. If I don't, yeah. if I plan this workout out and I don't get it, I somehow look at it as a negativity. And right now, I'm my big goal at the moment, which I think, you know, is kind of what Pete's saying here, as well as uh, you know, uh, some other people. But um, if you're in a situation and you've got limited options. There's sometimes not a lot you can do, but you can look at the best option that you have available to you and just making right. that option a right. success.
0: And something's always better than nothing.
1: Exactly. It
0: doesn't matter. You're right. It doesn't matter, right? How small that something is because the something is always better than nothing. So you know what? I'm all for even the smallest of effort is really, really important. I'm very proud of you. Way to go.
1: Well, thank you. Great job, if I man. Can quote a, if great. I can quote a character from my novel, there's nothing to do but to do. That's
0: awesome, Oh, I like I that. I love that.
2: I love that. Thank you so much, Meredith,
1: yeah,
0: for checking in. Thank you.
2: That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you should uh, – uh, real quick, um, I just want to bring this back around to this because you were talking about, you know, to just you know do it in 10 minutes or whatever. When I first started, there was a lot of competitive, like – You know, you'd go online and you'd be proud to post your two-hour workout. People were doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back workouts. And it took me a long time to kind of realize that mindset because, you know, you don't want to, you know, you get used to a level that you're doing deep yoga. And then my mind, when I just did a wake-up, it wasn't really, uh, you know, a successful thing for me. I kind of looked down on it. And you have to change your perspective. And when you realize that you that, like you said, anything is better than nothing, and, and anything is is good. You know, anything isn't just better than nothing. It's great. And the fact that you made yeah. the effort today is a victory. And there are many days before and since I started yoga where I just don't make an effort, and it's not always a good thing. So the fact that you got out of bed and rolled up and you did a, on the mat for at least a minute or whatever, that's getting into a habit. That's getting into the routine, and that's making an effort, and that's what it's about.
1: Well, oh, yeah, here's
2: I the
0: mean, other thing.
1: I'm sorry, crystal Go ahead.
0: You. No, sweetie, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: All right. I mean, I think the thing is you can't go on any of the websites and look at what other people are doing and try to compete with that because you're not them. You don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they have going on. What I try to do, I compete with myself.
0: Yeah. I've got
1: my Fitbit. I, I track all of the exercise I do every day, and I'm saying I'm going to do equal or better than what I did yesterday. And I don't always beat what I did yesterday, but I always – do my best. And when I when I beat what I did, then I can say, look at that, I accomplished. And when I don't beat what I did, I can still say that I accomplished my goal.
0: You know what I always tell everybody? The turtle won the race. Easy. We've all heard the story, but the turtle won the race. It wasn't the rabbit. It was, it was the turtle. So the little effort always adds up for me, and it's a big deal. Right. So, you know, yeah, yeah. You don't have
2: to go shaming the rabbit now. Jeez, Crystal. Some rabbits have just offended greatly on this (laughs) show.
1: The turtles win, the shredder loses. Every time. Right.
0: There you go. There you go. (laughs) Uh,
1: Thanks for calling,
0: man. I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, guys. Take it easy.
1: Bye. Have a great night. Take care, man.
0: Bye. You too. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I love that. Um, uh, Yep. Yeah. It's. Uh, you know, we, we sometimes like he, you know, the way he put it, it was so simple and so easy, and I think we do that a lot in life. We try to overcomplicate things. And one of my biggest personal yeah. issues, and I know for a fact that somebody listening to this it deals with this as well, I am extremely uh, analytical with things. I overthink things. Uh, I think it's good to put thought into things, but I overthink things and I think things and I don't do things because I think things won't go the way I think things, you know, it's one of those cycles in your brain. And sometimes you just need to turn the inner monologue off, turn the Mike Mullins in head commentary mode to silence and uh, just do it. Sometimes autopilot's the best thing because once, you know, I can roll out the mat and, and you know be ready to go. But once I start thinking, oh, I got to get this done, and then I got to make dinner. Maybe I should put this off till later. Oh, but then I got to go. Yeah. Well, then I want to watch that on TV. And then your mind will start to process and start to talk you out of the the the, the, the good thing sure that you're will. about to do. And sometimes just shutting off that brain and pressing press and play and getting on the mat is the best thing for you.
0: Right. And I I remember when I first started this whole workout like a crazy person kind of thing and it was really really hard for me to shift my priorities to getting to be that person that works out all the time so I really I was one I didn't know how to go from where I was to where I wanted to be so then I started making you know little shifts like I would sleep in my workout clothes so then when my feet hit the ground in the morning, I had no excuse. I just had to go and do what I had to do.
2: That's, you know, it, it, in it's preparation. That's setting yourself up for success. It's putting you right, in a situation yes. where you have little excuse to, you know, kind of rationalize yourself away from it.
0: We'll see. And let's be honest. As a human being, you can talk yourself into or out of just about anything.
2: Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's my specialty. Yeah. I can yeah. know something is a good idea, but then convince myself on purpose that it's a horrible idea and I shouldn't be doing it.
0: <laughs> See, now it's, I tend to have, uh, yeah, I tend to have an obsessive behavior. I tend to overdo things. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of came up with the Let's do double black diamond back to back for thirty days straight. That's where that came from.
2: You know, those challenges where you push yourself, you know, are good in moderation. But, you know, pushing yourself black back to back black diamonds, you know, while it's good to do occasionally, probably in the state, you know, where you were at the time or where I was was probably gonna be negative at some point and I know I have a buddy of mine through DDP gang, he'll know who I'm talking about when, when he hears this, but I'm not going to mention his name and embarrass him. But with the best intentions, he used to call me and say, I got this goal I'm setting up for next month. And he'd list off this insane workout schedule and this insane amount of weight he wants to work out. But he's got kids, he's got a wife. And is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But is it Practical, no, because right. first of all, it's a lot of commitment to put to yourself. Plus, you have to worry about sure. you know actually being in pain and, and dealing with your family, and you've got work to do. You got kids, you know, you don't want to be like hobbling around. It's a hard amount of weight to lose, really hard of weight to weight to lose when you first starting, let alone being a few years into it. And could he possibly get to there? Yes, he could. But you know what would be more successful is to set a small goal that he can hit. Right. And then do another yeah. small goal next month that he can hit. Instead of setting these lofty goals that are setting you setting yourself up to fall short of, set reasonable goals that you can hit. Because once you start hitting goals, your confidence goes up. Well, I got three now. Now let's go a little bit higher. Right. And then you start building up your self-esteem because now I've hit four goals or five goals. But that lofty goal that's, like, way out there, and, and, it's, and I'm not saying don't ever reach for the brass ring, but – set yourself reasonable standards to achieve because the constant achieving is going to set your esteem higher, your self-esteem. And you'll be able yeah. to push yourself in the long run rather than burn yourself out on one insane
0: goal. And I think that's really, really important. What you just stated is it's really important to pace yourself. But, you know, I kind of come from the school of thought that you got to kind of push yourself too. So I, that is one of those things that I'm constantly battling with. You know, you pace yourself, you push yourself. So, you know, and now <laughs> I am in a position where I have to be a little bit more mindful of the things I'm doing. So I don't go so crazy so much anymore, but I still do daily exercise and i mean it's really important and i mean it's not about fitting into a pair of jeans anymore as much as it is mental clarity you know just feeling better i mean it, there's a lot of different ways that you can measure fitness yep absolutely
2: yeah when when i was younger it was all about looking good enough to date the prettiest girl in class. And now it's about I don't want to be in pain walking up the stairs anymore. It's crazy how your priorities shift. Right? As, as you age. <laughs> but I don't you
0: want
2: end to up doing it more
0: for the right reasons. Right. Yeah. You end up absolutely. doing it more for the right
2: reasons. Because you're it is it is very difficult to wake up at at my age of twenty three years old and uh realize when you get out of bed that your knees are cracking and snacking and just you know, it's a humbling experience at my age of 22 years old to get up every morning and do that, and it's something you appreciate once you start, you know, making changes at my age of 21 years old to do these type of things um, and, and really just better yourself in the long run as I celebrate my 20th yeah. birthday. And, um <laughs> Uh,
0: uh, oh my God. We gotta
2: we gotta wrap things up because we're gonna be running out of time. But real quick, I gotta go over the DDP of the workshop schedule, and I I'm gonna shoot him a text when yeah. we get done here, and see if he can come on with us in the next couple of weeks because he's got a huge UK workshop tour um, coming up. And I know. I was looking through the stats of our show here, and we have you know we have a lot of places throughout the whole world, but our second biggest mar- our third biggest market is the UK of people who listen to the show. Yeah. And we have a huge DDP Yoga fan base in, in in the United Kingdom, and there's a lot of cool stops DDP is going to be making. Uh, he's going to be in Glasgow. He's going to be in Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, London, um, just a ton of, of stuff for that. And then he's doing the DDP Yoga UK uh, tour with a Q and a uh, too, where he's going to be playing wow. up in these uh, comedy theaters where he's going to be doing question and answers and stories. And uh, for those of you who are going to the UK storytelling, Better, better pack a lunch, because once you get DDP rolling, he's got stories for days, and he's a guy who can talk and keep you interested for a long time. So if you are in the U.K. or if you're going to be traveling to the U.K. for this, hit up at workshops.com and that has the entire schedule of his tour for the United Kingdom. Um, and it's going to be a hell of a time. Katie... Uh, my fiance is. She wants to go back to the to the UK so badly. She went to England uh, a few years ago and absolutely loved it over there. So that's a trip we might have to make. And uh, now that Crystal and, and Katie are talking behind my back, I don't know. I might need to get out. country trip impossible. <laughs> you want to, she give you? She give you permission to give me full on crap now?
0: Actually, I have carte blanche. She gave me the golden ticket. <laughs> Oh boy!
2: No, that's not a yeah, special golden of She encourages. She encourages everyone to give me crap. So um, yep. we were going back yep. and forth with some of the DDP yogurt, uh guys, the crew, and Garrett and uh, uh, Hayden and Josh were, were shooting. We you know and Adam done. Uh, we we always shoot these kind of snarky like uh, guy ribbing uh, you know messages back and forth on Facebook. And of course, Josh has to get snarky, and he's like. I don't know how Katie Nolan puts up with you. You're, she's a saint for dealing with you. And I have this go-to thing that when someone makes like a, your mama joke or your, you know, Katie joke or whatever, right? I take it somewhere yeah. like really dark and sad. I say, well, you're probably right because she, she, she left me last week. And then I just left it hanging for like hours
1: because that just knocks the knees
2: from anybody. Anybody who's trying to insult you. My, my my mom my mom oh. took off when I was three years old. When someone makes your mama joke, like it just cuts them off like at the soul, and they like, oh no, I just really upset them. And then you leave that hanging for a few hours, and and then Bikini the turns oh. into the eye roll. So, but um, you are so uh, horrible. So just, yeah, oh my god. You know what I do. <laughs> um, but. And, Anyways, I was dragging ass when I came on this show, and, and I appreciate the, the conversation, Crystal, because uh, it's a pleasure chatting with you every Wednesday night. Kind of uh yeah. puts
0: me up a like, little like. Bit
2: and puts, me, puts me in a little better mood every every night. And go bling to Katie, and she just chops that mood up in pieces.
0: There you go. <laughs> but,
2: uh, You're awesome. Uh, it was huh? a pleasure. It was a pleasure, and uh, I hope you had a great birthday. I hope you have a great week.
0: Thank and you. I think thank we're you. going to be you back
2: too. next week.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Sounds uh,
2: We'll be back next week. And uh, we'll check in to see if Paige is available. And also, we're going to get Hayden back on the show, because Hayden's going to be doing a, a kind of a, a different schedule than he had been doing. Um, he's very, very busy down at Performance Center, and he has a lovely bride. And uh, they have uh, actual things to do besides talking to me on Wednesday nights, and they got a lot going on. So uh, he's going to be coming in less... Um, not less regularly, but less uh, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Schedule. Frequently? he's
2: working to go pop Ugh. yes frequently. He's gonna be popping in when he can. <laughs> but uh he's still he's still our, our, our sidekick here in the show and I can't wait to rev up the glorious team
0: when yeah. he returns.
2: Absolutely. So uh I think that's about it. Um any last words?
0: Yeah, have a great night, Mike Mullins. <laughs> now that Katie and I have full-on permission to raz you, it's going to be a good time.
2: All right, and uh, my my gratitude to you. And I I hope <laughs> on this Saint Allen uh, this uh, Saint Allen Day in Canada that you uh, yep. have a lovely evening, a lovely week, and hope uh, you. you know what it's all about. <laughs> all right, Crystal. Thank you. Until next week. DTV Radio is live Wednesday night 9pm available on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, we will see you guys next week and until then, remember the one thing we gotta say is to never ever ever, 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 e- ever give up give next. up bye checked it today man, that was a great workout man the power bomb set up by face oh! diamond cutter I don't believe it, wow. diamond cutter out of the power